You can now hear Film Actually on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly on your iPhone, Android, BlackBerry, or WebOS device. The latest episode is always available for you. No syncing needed, no memory wasted. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com. One thing about living in Santa Carla I never could stomach. All the damn vampires. It'll be much less terrifying if you just come to me. What man's got Make love in the hammock. What? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Film Actually, episode 96 for the 8th of August, 2012. I am David McVeigh, and I am joined by Josh Philpott. How are you, Josh? I'm fantastic, and yes, you are joined by me. I am, um, indeed. <laughs> yeah, like like a little bit more energetic version than me, I would like to apologize to the fans for the new show. I definitely felt incredibly flat. There's something about working and then doing two shows back-to-back that kind of drains you a little. You got you got to know, speaking from somebody who just listened to that film show played back, you were on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! It's, it's a called- giant sea of haziness for me, but if I came out the other end of it good, then I'm... Fine. It's called adrenaline, my friend. <laughs> We're also joined by Richard Gray. How are you, Richard? I've got to agree. You are joined by Josh Philpot. <laughs> Absolutely, one hundred percent. And I I'm think I think I heard Richard Gray as well in this show. Yeah, no, I'm feeling it. I, th- I think it's crazy. Why don't we just sideline David and do this show ourselves? I can feel Man, this I, crazy. We've got a good chatter going on here. We don't need that guy. Yeah, this is crazy energy going back and forth between us. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Uh-huh. You want your show back? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and because, you know, just because. going to need some more FBI guys. I That's guess. correct. All right. This is Film Actually. <laughs> this is the official movie podcast of geekactually.com. We open the show, of course, with a clip from The Lost Boys uh, because we're doing Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter this week. And I thought we needed something vampiric in theme. Uh, we've also got our What We've Been Watching section. Josh, you're going to tell us the latest from The Bargain Basement. And of course of, I am. Of course you are. And of course we have our brand new list of five, which is five historical figures that have had their history rewritten. Uh, this is, of course, because of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. But before we start any of this, let's go into a bit of what we've been watching. And I'll head us off and say that I haven't actually been watching a huge amount of stuff because the Olympics are on and we've been mildly obsessed by them. <laughs> Um, which is a terrible thing. And I'm not usually sports obsessed, but the Olympics has been kind of fun to watch this year. Um, I do have something else that I have been watching, though, which is, of course, I've been continuing to watch The Newsroom, which is the new Aaron Sorkin series, uh, which uh, I'm really enjoying. It's almost over. It's up to the seventh episode uh, out of ten. And um, I think this is a really, really hot series. This is something to be seen by a lot, especially for those who are more liberally minded, I think. I think if you were a real conservative, <clears throat> you'd find it kind of insulting. <laughs> 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 but uh, it is—it's a lot of fun. Uh, Richard, what have you been watching? Just, just on that Sorkin thing, I just on newsroom. I, there's this video that um, you can find on Funny or Die, and it's called Bane after Batman, and it's <laughs> after the Dark Knight Rises, and it's basically saying what would what would Bane be doing seven years on? He's been released from prison, and you know what's he up to? And he's just struggling to find work, and he's on dating websites, but as soon as he puts his photo up, you know nobody responds to him, <laughs> um, and he's still got the mask going everywhere. And there's just one scene where he's just leaning on his fence, talking to his neighbour, just sort of going. 
Well, I don't know how much longer I can watch Newsroom 4. I mean, I like Sorkin. And, uh... but, it's... <laughs> <laughs> but I don't just remind me. So go check it out, Funny or Die. Um, they've had some pretty pretty funny stuff up lately. It, it yes. is cool because I think we played that one on the news uh, show as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been watching a bunch of stuff. I just came back literally from a movie called Hit and Run, which is um, directed by David Palmer and Dax Shepard, and it's very much a Dax Shepard vehicle mm. because Dax Shepard writes it and plays the uh, main character whose name is Charlie Bronson. Um, and, uh, and, he, and he also uh, seems to do most of his own driving in it as well. But it's got Bradley Cooper in it. There's no other reason. See this for Bradley Cooper as like this dreadlocked, Gang leader. <laughs> um, How often are you going to hear those words? Yeah, Go I see know. it for no and other like, reason than Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I can't. I, I literally can't image that in my mind. I'm trying right now. I can't. I can't see it. I can't. He's like, <laughs> like totally PC as well. Like he's like, if someone's being racist or sexist, he calls them on it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this guy who's like not feeding his dog the right dog food, so he like takes him out back and teaches him a lesson. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really good. But it's got this really, you know, the, the weirdest cast that, that seems to work together despite itself. It's like Kristen Bell, uh, Bo Bridges, um, Kristen Chenoweth, uh, Bradley Cooper, as I said. What a cast. Um, David Koechner, Dak Shepard. It's, it's a bizarre cast, but it just works. It's actually quite a lot of fun. I mean, it's, oh. it's nothing special. It reminds me a bit of that... Um, that movie about 13 years ago, Go, the, the Doug oh, Liman. I loved it. Oh, loved yes. It's got that kind of vibe to it, you know? Mm. So I, I really like that. So also, this, I've just been... So what this, was that? I was going to say, is this the strangest character turn, for, like the Bradley Cooper character turn? Is this the strangest character... 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 Ah! Can't speak. Turn since... Oh, uh, use your words. Use your words. Since Brad... Slow down. Chew them. Since, <laughs> since Brad Pitt as the stoner Rastafarian in <laughs> True Romance. <laughs> yes, it is. It's exactly that kind of thing. I can't believe it's I can't great. get my words up today. Wow. <laughs> just slow down, David. It's all chill, man. Yeah. Um, I've also out. been wallowing in the eight. Actually, one other new release film that's out this week, but we may be talking about it next week, so I won't talk about it too much, is the campaign. Oh, um, uh, yeah, that or we were talking about maybe doing Cosmopolis, so we'll, we'll figure that out. <laughs> oh, okay, yes, that might be the one to do. Well, if we're not going to do the campaign, let me just say... Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I've already picked my film for next week. <laughs> Where is Cosmopolis? I quite liked. So, All right, so yeah. we might we might do Cosmopolis Sick next week. The show, bro. <laughs> the show. What? Now people already know what you think. Ah, <sighs> oh, I've shot my wad too early. <laughs> yeah, well, but at the same time, I mean, I'm sure it's the kind of film that doesn't just get a it's good or it's a bad film. No, there's a lot to talk about there, the least of which is Rob Patterson's well, hair. Uh, come um, on, it's a Cronenberg... <laughs> it's a- <laughs> <laughs> it's a Cronenberg film. There's going to be stuff to talk about. <laughs> I, can't um, wait. I, I also spent a fair bit of time wallowing in the early eight Disney, uh, sorry, early eighties Disney. So I watched movies like The Devil and Max Devlin and Dragon Slayer. Oh wow! Oh, Dra- I, Dragon Slayer. I actually own a copy of. I quite like Dragon Slayer. Against yeah, all so, better judgment, the dragon still looks pretty good. The dragon is amazing. That's uh, an amazing piece of stop motion. It really is. 
Mm. Um, the rest it, of the film is pretty average. <laughs> yeah, it's Peter McNick before he, but I always remember him from Ghostbusters too. He's going, you're like the passing of flies to him. <laughs> <laughs> His character in Ghostbusters 2 is fantastic. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, Josh, what have you been watching this week? Um, I've actually been doing a shitload of TV lately. Um, I sat down and watched uh, the original pilot and the now three episodes available of Black Dynamite. Oh, what's it like? Uh, uh, it's fantastic. Like, uh, it's it's a great team for me because Michael Jar White um, put together a fucking crazy good film. Um, and if you haven't seen it, it's look, it's dated really well in the fact that it's obviously a, a modern current film. But the whole thing is that they've done that whole black exploitation thing perfectly, but really ran with it. And I'm not sure. Have either of you guys seen it? No, no, I haven't seen it. I've seen the film. Richard? I haven't seen the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I haven't actually. Okay, cool. Because the film, um, you'll know, it's like uh, all the B-grade things, like the microphones falling into shot and stuff like that. Um, they've all brought across to the TV show, uh, so you've still got that great sense of like the weird world that they live in. And um, he still runs the orphanage. Um, for people that don't know what that is, that's a place for whores and orphans. Um, and uh, if you don't understand or that concept blows your mind, then this TV show is just going to get worse from there. Um, but the the episodes are fantastic. You've got the team from Boondocks doing um, uh, the visuals and also a lot of the jokes. So there's a lot of referential stuff in there. And there's actually some serious, I wouldn't say serious moments, it's not the right word, but comments on society kind of slipped in there really, really well. But then at the same time, you've also got episodes where Black Dynamite has to get uh, Richard Pryor to a uh, venue, get the uh, get him to the Greek style. And you can imagine Richard Pryor, um, uh, I remember probably the highlight of that episode involves a truck with $2 million that Richard Pryor manages to take off with and then lose entirely in gambling in under two hours, which I thought was fantastic. And then they find him, um, you know, in the middle of a base head town and uh it's just just chaos every episode every moment of the show is chaos and it is just everything that's cool about fighting um blackness i guess and comedy <laughs> um it's just fantastic yeah you should definitely check it out if you're a fan of the boondocks and if you haven't seen them check out the boondocks as well because it deserves your time um other than that i've seen a couple of movies but i'm actually going to save them because they're going to be bargain basements over the next few weeks. Uh, so okay. that's me. So does that mean we have to go down there now? Um, yeah. Did you leave the heater on? Because it's going to be really cold. Well, we've been doing, you know how we've been doing some upgrades to the site? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I've got a surprise for you. <laughs> you updated the music, didn't you? That's a big door. Kind of, kind of nice in here. This is a nice ride. Yeah. So what you been up to? I don't know, nothing much. It's, uh, it's pretty cold. Uh, here we are. Good evening and welcome to Josh's Barkin Basement. <laughs> I gotta say, Dave, even the speakers in the room are actually better for that sound. This is fantastic. It's nice and roomy in here. <laughs> is, is that shag carpeting on the walls? Uh, the only problem we have, of course, is the elevator only goes one way. 
<laughs> so what? There's a staircase, or are yeah, we just? Stuck we're gonna down have to take the door? old door out. All <laughs> oh, right, I can I can handle that. Seriously, it's fine. Someone left that door open though. Uh, <laughs> there's a definite draft in here. <laughs> it has to be, otherwise it's not. It doesn't feel like the basement. But anyway, welcome to the basement, guys. This week we uh, we have an interesting one. I was digging through iTunes as I do on any night that I have not got something to already watch, and um, I stumbled across a movie which wasn't too old, but it had dropped down from like this twenty five dollar bracket that it was at, and sort of dropped down to the eleven or twelve dollar one. And um, I decided to finally catch up on it for two reasons. Number one, because um, it's part horror, part thriller, I guess, in a lot of ways, which obviously attracted me to no end. But then this movie was also uh, by the creators of Crank. And I was kind of like horror thriller with a serious tone by the guys that did Crank. And I'm like, I got to see how that pans out. Like, mm -hmm. it just seems like something that wouldn't really marry together very well. Um, so... Pathology is an interesting film um, as a concept because you watch the trailer and the trailer actually sells what could be a fantastic movie. You know those films that just have a really well put together trailer? Yep. Mm -hmm. um, well, this was one of those films and uh, a good friend of mine that was sitting with us at the time when we watched this trailer um, happened to bring up that he was like, you know, this seems like one of them movies that's going to go like halfway through and give you a really good film and then just fuck it in the final act. And that was those exact words. Um, and uh, I, I have to agree. It was sort of like, this is essentially what we got out of this film. Um, cool concept. Uh, you've got a group of uh, very highly skilled uh, morticians in training that are essentially um, learning the skills of their trade. And sort of as uh, your main character arrives into this environment, he starts to notice that everybody's very hostile and there's a very pack mentality, if you know what I mean by that, amongst these people. And sort of um, as the course of things start going along and they start kind of pressing this guy, they start realizing that they have a lot more in common than they thought they might. And this man shares their dark tones on life. So they let him into this world that they have where they essentially kill people and the uh, the concept is not so much the death, but how did they get away with killing them? And right. what was that? What was the way they killed them? And of course, this is a this is an interesting concept and and a very good one. Um, and then, sort of as you go along, things start to spiral out of control as they do in these kind of films. Um, and then you get to this moment where they just start doing the same thing that they have been doing and cutting up bodies and stuff like this. But then crack gets introduced. I shit you not crack they just start smoking crack and and things just start getting about as cracky as you would imagine a whole bunch of cracky people doing crack and trying to dissect things uh would do and and this is sort of well, these the are the guys knows. that brought you crank aren't they yes <laughs> so they've, they've gone from bringing you crank to bringing you crack exactly and um yeah the film just sort of you have um uh, michael weston in this film i'm not sure if you guys know who that is um, he's, he's not, he's not a very high tier actor. Um, but he's one of those guys that in this film, it's almost like somebody told him that this was his shining light. This was his chance for the big leagues. And, um, he throws like 110% into this film. And so does the lead, uh, Milo, I'm going to massacre this name, Ventimiglia. 
Oh, yeah. the guy from um, yeah, from Heroes. That'll Heroes. do. From yeah. Heroes. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, never exactly. pronounce his and name either. You've got <laughs> these two just like clashing head on in a way that sort of almost seems like it might have been on and off the set kind of way, where it's this really intense trying to overact each other, and by the end it just becomes this ginormous mess of like what seems to be ad lib dialogue, and it just sort of when it comes to its conclusion, it's just nothing. It's just really, uh, it, it, it's got 5.8 on Rotten Tomatoes, and it deserves about that. There's some brilliant ideas, but it suffers from that middle-tier B-grade horror problem of very obvious, uh, very regularly just messing up in that last thing. It's like everything's about design and concept, but people really never bother to sit down and go, does this ending easily portray to a visual audience, or is it just me explaining it to people when I'm writing it and going, yeah, and in the end they do this and that's how it finishes. And that's the way all horror movies seem to be. Um, it's actually when they're... disappointing because I heard some good stuff about this when it was actually first coming out. I remember this film and mm. um, I was it was actually coming out right at the time when Heroes was actually still quite big and this was going to yeah. be like his big push into cinema. Mm. Um, because he was one of the, the lead stars of Heroes. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of sad to hear that it doesn't quite work. Yeah, and it, it's it's I keep coming back to it. It's just that ending. It's just the way that nothing really polishes together in the final moments, and mm. essentially you just fall apart into kind of a, a, a horrible mess. That could have been something really good because the acting level is um, feisty. It's 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 got that sort of backwards and forwards between these leads, and because of that, you do get a real sense that if you had had the right team, it could have been one of those unforgettable horrors. You know, the ones yeah. that just end up on everybody's shelf. But um, yeah, unfortunately not. I'm just looking. It's actually directed by a first-time uh, feature director. It's um, his name is uh, Mark Scholeman. Um mm. and I was just looking. He's uh, this is his first a basically his first uh, American thing, um, mm. and everything he's directed leading up to this were short films or ads, um, and a couple yeah. episodes of a TV series. But he actually directed. Remember those Mercedes Benz commercials? Uh, yeah. Uh, he directed the one with Stephen Burkoff. Oh, um, okay. So I, I do remember that one. Um, it didn't make quite the <laughs> splash that uh, uh, Guy Ritchie's did <laughs> with, with mm. Madonna, but uh, uh, yeah. So this is kind of sad that this, this was his entree to American um, cinema and probably his exit at the same time. Yeah. Like, likewise, Velo Ventimiglia went on to play a character called Rick Rape in Gamer. Oh, oh. there you go. And he's most recently been seen opposite. Um, uh, Adam Sandler, and that's my boy. Uh, mm. So he, his career has gone from strength to strength since uh, Pathology. <laughs> mm. Let's not forget the Gamer is directed by the guys who wrote this, the Neville Dean and Taylor. So uh, that's true. Although uh, he did play Green Arrow in Robot Chicken. Oh well, that's you know, uh, can't hold that. So that uh, I forgive him for everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, that's a bit sad. So uh, this was actually one of the more expensive side of things too, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, uh, that makes it even. That stings. It makes it sting a little bit more. It does, it, and this is the this is the section of horrors I hate the most. Because when you're only paying five or ten dollars, you can really justify a movie. That's I'm, I'm not saying that price justifies a movie, but you kind of feel a little bit less pained by. It's like renting films. You know what I mean? When you rented a bad film, it was just like eh. At least I saw it, and it's done, and it's in the pile. When you're starting to spend, you know, over $10 on anything, it's got to be at least halfway decent. And I got halfway decent, but I don't think I, may, I, don't think I got my monies out of it. Oh, that's a shame. 
Yeah, oh, well. sorry about that. Oh well, there's always next week. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, and can we get out of here, man? Yeah, like, we're, uh, we're gonna have to take the other door out though. So. <laughs> so. All right, cool. Uh, we'll after you, gentlemen. There you go. <laughs> so uh, still got the old fashioned door out. I got to put an up on the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I kind of like it. It's hey, like, you know, I'm take the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave me. He'll be fine. Yeah, well, no, he'll, he'll find it. his own way out. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, anyway. All right. So let's move on to a feature film. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, uh, sure. This week, uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, uh, directed by Timur Bur. Oh, now, speaking of massacring names, Beck Mamatov. Is that right? <laughs> Something like that, anyway. And written by Seth Graham Smith, based on his novel, stars Benjamin Walker, Dominic Cooper, Anthony Mackie, or quote unquote The Falcon, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, or Weinstead, and Rufus Sewell. Um, Abraham Lincoln, now this is straight from IMDb, you know, one of their really concise <laughs> little summaries. It says, Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States, discovers vampires are planning to take over the United States. He makes it his mission to eliminate them. That's it. That's, that's very to the point. <laughs> that's to the point. There you go. Yep. Have we actually left Richard in the basement or are you still there? I'm still down here. <laughs> Just open the door, let him out, man. Come oh, on. I don't have, I don't have... Outside. But if we open the door, we have to go through the whole music and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, I'm out. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Close Skills the at lockpicking pay off, huh? <laughs> Close that door after you, Richard. <laughs> Thank you. <Ooh. laughs> we need child locks on that thing, man. We can't have that happening again. Huh? <laughs> Maybe I should actually have a door opening sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason I got stuck down there. That's I didn't know right. what to do. Stuck by the soundboard. What can I tell you? <laughs> what, We've got to start sending around memos or something about this because, like, I wasn't even aware you were changing the room. Have oh. you let OH&S in there? Oh, God, no. They'd never, they'd never approve of that witch we got down there. <laughs> <laughs> you did have a lovely selection of hors d'oeuvres down there. I was helping myself <laughs> <laughs> while, while you two were banging on up here about Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. All right, let's watch a trailer, and then we'll come back and talk about this thing. History prefers legends to men. Soaring speeches to quiet deeds. History remembers the battle and forgets the blood. Whatever history remembers of me, if it remembers anything at all, it shall only be a fraction of the truth. For whatever else I am, a husband, a lawyer, a president, I shall always think of myself first and foremost as a hunter. Four score and seven years ago. There is darkness everywhere, Mr. Lincoln. Our fathers brought forth on this continent conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Vampires have been in the new world for centuries. Now we are engaged in a great civil war. These brave men shall not have died in vain. It's time vampires had a nation of our own. 
This nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom. And the government of the people, by the people, for the people. Can I just say that this film is so delightfully wacky <laughs> that it's very hard not to like it. Uh, it's it's uh, a truly insane little ride, is what I thought. Boys? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. My microphone actually just turned off then, so I was actually trying to talk that whole time, and I sounded pretty stupid. Well, it's good because we didn't hear you. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just tell you that and leave it at that. Okay. Um, I was going to say this film is also horribly historically inaccurate. <laughs> there you go. I just had to get out of the way at least once because everybody seems to have a massive problem with that, like they didn't know going in that this was going to be a little wait, bit wait, of a mess. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. minute. you telling me that he was not a vampire hunter. I'm just saying that there's no proof. That's what I, lear- that's what I learned in primary school. But there's school. that diary, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's, that, there's that book that that guy Seth y- yes. Smith wrote. Yes, and we will talk about that after the show together, and I'll explain that that probably wasn't a thing. <laughs> we should state <laughs> yeah, that we you, should. You've, you've lost me. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm done. This, this is over. All right, so um, we should state that Seth Graham Green, uh, Seth, Seth Graham Green, Seth Graham Smith was also the. <laughs> oh man, this name! Every time I look at his name, I get it wrong. Seth Graham Smith was also the man who brought us Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Now, in that situation, he actually took. Uh, the original book, and he inserted zombies into it, and it was... Wait a minute, I'm going to have to stop you again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, hear me out, hear me out. And, and that was a huge hit. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter is actually his original work from beginning to end. What do we think of his ideas? <laughs> um, I would have to say, to start with, um, I think the, uh, the idea, like, uh, was it you, Dave, that was telling me about how this all came to fruition in his mind? No, uh, no, it wasn't. Go for it. Uh, how how like the t- apparently he was in a bookstore mm. and he was reading covers of things. <laughs> I swear that was you, Dave. No, it wasn't me. I like the story so far. Keep going. Okay, uh, just it was told to me that apparently the way he came up with the concept for the story was essentially that he um, he was in there and there was some presidential something book that was released in America. And of course, I'm forgive me for not knowing what it is. I'm I think sure it was, I think it was actually Lincoln's anniversary or birthday or something. And there's all these Lincoln books in the bookstore. Exactly. And he was looking yeah. at that and twilight and that was his film. He was just like, well, bam, right there, <laughs> obviously. Um, which I think is fantastic. Look, I mean, it's, it's pulp fiction. Like it, it that's what it feels like to me. It's like, it is a stupid concept. It's a bit like, did you guys ever see that film that was made? I think it might have even been an asylum thing that was like Frankenstein versus um, Dracula. And it's just like, <laughs> these films are not meant to be taken seriously. No, it's a little bit like when Van Helsing came out. And it had... All yeah, but the- it was less shit than Van Helsing. Well, absolutely. I'm not saying Van Helsing was a good film. I'm saying this idea of mashing all these characters together. And in this situation, we've got this historical figure who is very well known. And his history is very, very well written. And basically he says, yeah, you know. Fuck that. Let's try something different with it. You know, you know next you're going to be telling me that Abbott and Costello never met Frankenstein. Oh, uh, I, I have proof that they did that. I've got the movie. That's true. It's a doc- that documentary. That's right. It's a documentary <laughs> movie. <laughs> Richard, what did you think of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? Well, apart from the fact that I was convinced that this was completely historically accurate <laughs> until now, 
Uh, um, I'm just going to have to go on that assumption uh, to, to take take this as you know with a grain of salt, as you will. Okay. Um, I, I think I think it's interesting that for a movie that's got such a really high concept, and and Seth Graham Smith actually said. Um, uh, in interviews and, and, and at this other thing I went to that he said, look, you know, with Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, the joke ends with a title. Yeah. Mm. And, and and that's true, but it's kind of weird that, that you it doesn't it, that it takes itself so seriously. Like it, mm. it, it it is a big dumb action film that's incredibly fun. Let me say that up front. I mean, I had a lot of fun with this film because and certainly the big set piece action sequences are awesome. Yeah. Like that they really, really, really kick ass. But mm. the what what surprises me is just like how much of that first half of that film is all present, you know, like him him really sort of settling in and and really being serious about vengeance and 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 you know starting carving out a life and and all really carefully trying to get all this historical stuff mm. in place. Like you know when we joke about historical accurate historical accuracy, it's catching, David. I know, uh, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we, we joke about historical accuracy with this, but it does actually spend a fair bit of time trying to get all those little details right. And then it kind of posits itself as a secret history rather than kind of like an alternative one. Mm, it's mm, like, mm. you know, this all could have actually been happening at the same time as all that stuff you know about. You know, except for the fact that they didn't mention, you know, little things like, uh, you know, Anthony Mackie's character yep. um, uh, actually died in real life of smallpox that he probably contracted from Abraham Lincoln. Um, so, <laughs> other than little facts like that, um, you know, it, it, it's pretty good. I mean, it's, it's a really over-the-top um, thing. It's even a great villain. I mean, you know, Rufus Sewell's almost like stroking a cat throughout most of this oh, film. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's got, he's, he should have just like one hand on a mustache. cat. Mustache. Exactly, mustache. and the other hand on a mustache, mustache, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've kind of got it's got that classic good versus evil thing at the start of this, and the whole thing's about honest Abe, and it gets even more ridiculous when he's old Abraham Lincoln, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, because all the stuff is, as, a, as a young man, you can sit there and go, okay, well, you know, this is nobody really knows about this part of his history anyway. Who cares? But we have this giant jump in time, so it's like <laughs> it's like he's out there being a vampire hunter as a young man, and then within the blink of an eye, he's suddenly an older man and he's president. And he's, put, <laughs> and he's put it all aside, and then, of course, he has to start doing it again. And it's like, what happened in those – what, there were no vampires at all for, like, a good 20 years there? Well, no, he was probably still fighting them. But as we, as Blade has taught me a long time ago, that you just can't kill them all. You know, they're always going to be back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would have expected that by about that age he would have, like, built up this little force of vampire hunters that he would have had under him. And like all of that would have then become a thing, but well, no, because no, remember he put his axe away. He actually exactly. stopped. He stopped doing it. He just went. That's it. That's enough. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> that, I guess. <laughs> and of course, during that time, there was there didn't seem to be any need for retribution by the vampires either. It was like, oh, okay, he's putting his axe away. We'll leave him alone. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. Look, the, the, I imagine with the confrontation that they do have in the bit before that, you know, there would have been a lot of mustache retwirling that you would have had to do. <laughs> retwirling. That's a restock wax, yeah. <laughs> exactly, and then you know there would have been the cat probably got lost or something like that. You know, the things get in the way, man. You forget preparation, man. It's all about preparation. And I like what you said, Richard, when you said it takes itself very seriously. And, I, and that's actually one of the things I really do like about it. It's that whole. Um, that whole Richard Donner belief with Superman the movie as well, which is you play it straight. You, if you're yeah. going to do something that is so 
absolutely out of its mind. And this film is. It's out of its mind. Let's face it. And and if you're going to do that, well, then just play it absolutely dead straight. There will be humor to be found. And there is because you just sit there and go, I can't believe what I'm watching. <laughs> it's funny. When I, when I heard uh, Seth Graham Smith talk and, and, and I interviewed him as well, he actually said, I can't believe people gave us money to make this film. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Sorry, that's like, great. No, but he was like, you know, and they gave us a lot of money to make this film to actually make it properly. And he said, I'm, I'm just impressed that this thing got made at all because he said it is. If you went and pitched this to someone, they'd be like, yeah, what's the, what's the punchline? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Now, Josh, you, you weren't a big fan of Timur Bekmamatov, uh, the mm. director. What are your opinions of him now? Uh, look, I think this is... Um this is sort of, it, it, it all sort of seems to be the same thing for me, where it's this slick, incredibly polished, beautiful looking world, and you definitely notice that there's a lack of kind of cohesion between points. And it's like, it's less obvious in this film because we are staring at something that we're trying to deal with, what's real fact and what's not, while also dealing with the concept that this man fights vampires and is also one of the founding fathers of America. So it's sort of like there's a lot that you have to wrap your head around before you even get to the story. Um, <laughs> it's funny because after spending a few weeks thinking about it and uh, half writing a review, I actually had to stop and get rid of most of it because I realized that I do have some issues with the film. I know that it's silly fun and I know all these sort of things, but I do actually find at times that it just... It, I, I was finding myself re remembering things, like you were talking about with the historical inaccuracy of a few of the points and stuff like that. I started kind of noticing things, like you were saying, about the fact that he just puts the axe away and no one bothers to attack him for that long. And there are some huge holes in the film, but, I mean, like, it's disengaged brain kind of a film to even get it, get yourself into the cinema. You You're painfully aware walking in that you're about to watch a film which is going to make probably very little sense anyway um so i don't know i mean i think it's good but it's such a rental for me like i think it's sitting on about 5.86 on imdb and i really feel that that's what i think about it it's like there's a whole bunch of things that just move too quickly and the story's a bit haphazard and it's telling a, a lot of story and then just skipping certain parts that it feels like it wants to leave out so i would say that I had fun, and I thought visually it was really good, but there's really very little substance to it. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly with the fact that there's very little substance, but I think I actually enjoyed it a little bit more than you. I liked its visuals, and I liked its... It's. I liked it's. It's. I like that feeling that the film, like you were saying, even the author knew that this was insane. And oh, dude, and it, like I mean, yeah, sure, that sort of stuff. But I mean, little things like as an example, you know how they jump forward in time. Yeah, Abe looks all right, but everybody else, it's like they ran out of budget for <laughs> makeup or something. The black dudes just got like white streaks painted at the top half of his hair, and. They've put glasses on him, and they're like, "Well, there he goes. He looks old, right? <laughs> yeah, that'll do." And Mary, Mary, Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Weinstein still look still look pretty damn bother. good. <laughs> it didn't bother. She still looked pretty damn good. I actually turned to my girlfriend Susan, gone, "Look, she's a vampire." <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. It was like they just smacked her in the face with a whole bunch of like makeup and just let it crack. And it's like, there you go, you're old. Well done. Um, i got to say, though, when you were looking as stunning as Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in that film, you just let her be. Yeah. She, she, she was doing fine by herself. Just yeah. don't touch that woman. Can we, can we talk about her for a second? Because here's Yes, that. please. 
because <laughs> I've got a real soft spot for this actress, and I, and and I'm not sure what it is. I haven't been able to. And this don't take this the wrong way. I haven't been able to quite put my finger on it yet. <laughs> um, you think it's is it because she's gorgeous? Oh, she's gorgeous. But there's also something about her that I actually just there's a nice energy from her that I really like. She made the thing very palatable. She even made that terrible dance movie that she was in, which I cannot remember what it's called now. Made uh, it happen. That's the one. Terrible film. She was good. And it's like, I, there's something about her I really like. And I think Josh summed it up for me um, <laughs> yeah. at, at the end of the, <laughs> when we came out of this movie. He said, she's kind of like becoming, what did you call her? A geek? Uh, um, she She's this generation's, uh, oh God, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. That's to what he me, said. <laughs> where it's that character that it's like, they're never going to get the Jews they deserve, but they've made all of your favorite films the coolest things out there. You know what I mean? It's like they're not so much aiming. They're really not aiming for that kind of like Oscar-winning sort of tear-jerking things. But they are fucking great in everything that they do. And and they're better than the material they're often in. Mm. And and you sit there and go, and she she is infinitely watchable. And I, I just like- don't want to confuse the feelings that I have for Mary Elizabeth Winstead <laughs> with those that I have. For, and I quite like Kurt Russell. Don't get me wrong. But I not like that? Shit. Like, I'm just saying, how can you not like him like that? Like He, 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 he was an attractive man. Let me he put is, it this way. Be friends, you know? <laughs> Let me put it this I, way. He doesn't, want, he doesn't want to put his finger on Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're all in a great. I mean, this is, this, she's got a, a long career ahead of her, but she's never really going to be an A-list. Uh, and you know what? Like, the, uh, Don't get me wrong. If she goes for it, I'll be right behind her and I will watch the film and I hope to God that it's as good as, as it can possibly be. But I just love the fact that she's just gone immediately for those roles. Mm. I think that's really cool. Yeah, so I'm glad we're all in agreement there because uh, I, I'm watching her during this movie and I'm going, I really like you and I don't know why. <laughs> I think that's why. I think that's why. I think she she is, uh, you know, she is part of our uh, part of our, um, our our geek culture now. I think she's yeah. ingrained herself in it. You know. Yeah. So, she will be always. A f- she will always have a home with us. Absolutely. Now let's talk about Anthony Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the thing about Anthony Mackie is that he's the uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead of our generation. <laughs> Are you mocking me? Is that what's just happening right now? Uh, no, I'm basically saying I want to sleep with Anthony Mackie. Okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Just go. <laughs> all right. So Anthony Mackie, uh, we didn't mind him. I liked him more than you did, Josh, but we didn't mind him in Adjustment Bureau. We thought he was actually quite a good in that. Yeah. And then... Well, he gave good hat. Sorry, he gave good hat. That's right. Um, and now we've just found out in this last two weeks that he has been cast as the Falcon in the new Captain America movie. Um, and he's, of course, in this. So he's getting himself a nice genre profile as well. Um, what are our thoughts on Anthony Mackie? I, I don't mind him around. I think he, I think he has a chance to be something great. Uh, if he puts the right amount of uh, effort into his roles. I've seen him do really great stuff, and I've seen him do very forgettable stuff. Uh, what's your number? What? <laughs> oh, what's he was in that crap, wasn't he? I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we won't hold that against him just yet. Everybody's he was in, in Real Steel. I like that. Yeah. He <laughs> so was in did... Eagle Eye. Yeah, okay, we're, sad. we're heading the wrong direction. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was in he Half was Nelson. In 8 Mile. <laughs> Sorry, he was what now? He was Papa Doc in Eight Mile. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's all right, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Um, Can I also talk about Benjamin Walker and say that he looks exactly like Liam Neeson? 
He does. <laughs> <laughs> do you think when Do you think when they started casting this film, it was when Liam Neeson was still attached to the Ab- other Abraham Lincoln movie? <laughs> and they went and they went. Let's make somebody who looks like him. And then, of course, Liam Neeson's walked, and now Daniel Day Lewis is playing the role. But Benjamin Walker looks just like a young Liam Neeson. It's kind of spooky in 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 places. <laughs> and Dominic Cooper, of course, as always, is uh, very reliable. Yeah, um, he was great. That's a good word for Dominic. Cooper. He was he's very reliable. He was really good as Stark in Captain America. He's really good in this. You know, he's got a good energy to him, and I quite like him. Overall, the cast is actually not the problem with this film. If anything, with the problem with this film, I think lies in the script. Visually, mm. I think the film is good. I think it's well performed. Uh, I just think that there's a few holes in the script. But then again, I don't think they cared. Yeah, no, no they, I, they I, just I, drove a train through those holes. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. A giant train on a fiery bridge. Yep. <laughs> they said, oh, we don't know how to fill this part in. Throw in more vampires. <laughs> um, and, and that's literally how I feel about the film. I just feel like there was a whole bunch of quick look over here while we distract you from the fact that we couldn't figure out what to do with this bit. As an, exa- as an example, Abraham Lincoln's friend, the shopkeeper. <laughs> goes from being a normal old shopkeeper to his sidekick in the blink of an eye. Not even, yep. not even questioning the fact that there's there's bloodsuckers out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, nobody seems to question it for too long in no. this film. They just accept it. But I think that's what's great about this. It's kind of like you know every other horror movie. You waste half the film going, no, 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 they couldn't possibly exist. No, you know, and then here it's like, yeah, okay, well, let's just kill them then. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just getting on with it. It's kind of like, well, that sounds like a nasty plague you've got there. Well, let's <laughs> uh, let's let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's rate, <laughs> let's rate this thing down. Are you going to recommend people to this? I would say wait for video. Okay. Uh, what's your name? Richard. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> Mr. I'm President, tell me what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I, I, it's, it's kind of – I really enjoyed it. I thought it was big, dumb action fun and I kind of like it. I, whether or not I could recommend you paying like full freight cinema dollars for this like $25 cuz this is three, this is 3D by the way. Oh yeah. So and it kind of has to be seen in 3D. So you're talking in Australia $25. I don't know if I can recommend that. Maybe a cheap Tuesday. Um if you see it at the cinemas. Uh but if not, I think it's 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 probably worth a it's a good film to have in your collection. I'm going to go one above. I'm going to say wait for the DVD Blu-ray, but don't wait for rental. You could you could buy this one. I, I was I was enjoy. going to take that back, man, and I was going to say definitely Blu-ray, not not DVD. Like, it, don't wait yeah. for this on DVD. It has to be seen in all its HD glory. It I will give it that. Comes to free to wear, and it's interrupted by ads. Yeah. Don't don't wait. Like you know, you know, there are people who wait for DVD, and there's people who wait for cable, and then there's people who wait for free to wear. Mm. Dude, don't wait for dude, to you've got to have Mary Elizabeth Weinstead in HD. It's the only way it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she is pretty. <laughs> Look, I'm going to say that I think, it's, I think it's a fun night out. I think if you know what you're getting into, uh, if you go there and know that it's just going to be big, dumb fun and mm-hmm. don't take any of it too seriously, you're going to have a fun time with this film. If you at all are looking to try and make this make sense forget it this isn't the film for you <laughs> this is not a historical document <laughs> um, uh, but uh, if you if you know what you're going into you'll have fun it's kind of fun I, i'm with you richard i don't know if i would i don't know if i can justify 25 dollars a ticket no 
I think it's really you, for American listeners. That's how much we pay for a three D movie here. Yeah, and 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 thirty something for IMAX is ridiculous. So yeah, mm. we don't get movies cheap. So when we go and see a movie and we recommend it at full price, we really like that movie. Yeah, and remember, mm. at the moment, our dollars are pretty much on parity with you. So that gives you an idea. So and you're paying what, like nine dollars for film? Oh no, for three D they pay more than that, but it's in the teens. It's not in the twenties. So yeah. anyway, the the point is that um, I think if you can find a cheap, as Richard said, cheap Tuesday or one of those uh, cinemas where they they have reduced ticket prices like the Ritz and stuff like that, maybe, maybe, but mm. don't don't see this. Don't pay full price. You'll feel no. the sting in your wallet. Damn right. <laughs> All right. We're not going to do a spoiler section for this because really it's just kind of dumb fun and there's nothing worth spoiling. So <laughs> he's a vampire hunter. He's a vampire hunter. It's in the title, people. <laughs> <sighs> Let's go on to our list of five. And in honor of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, we're going to do a list of five historical figures that have had their histories rewritten. And as I wrote in the little blurb on our show notes, it says, Abraham Lincoln hunting vampires? What other people, what other real people have had their histories retconned? Here are five more. So let's talk about retconned people. Now, we've all got slightly different interpretations of this list, I think. So it's going to be. <laughs> as it does happen, whenever the, t- whenever the description is longer than about four or five words, they start getting split up into a whole bunch of different ideas. So I will um, start us off, and I will and I will show, tell you what my interpretation is, and then you guys can give your interpretations on each one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to say it's my number five. My interpretation is where it's something like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, where we take a real person and throw them into a situation in which it couldn't possibly be real. You know what <laughs> I mean? So my and I uh, I will stress for the point here that the person who is on my number five does appear again on my list. He's the, it's the only list I've had where the same person appears twice. Um, so my number five is Elvis Presley. And it's a, a film called Heartbreak Hotel. Uh, there was a, a legend amongst uh, Elvis fans that at some point in the uh, 70s, Elvis got kidnapped. And nobody really knows if this happened or whatever. It's just one of those wonderful Elvis legends. Well, Chris Columbus, the writer-director, as his second film, his first film was a director, I believe it was, but his second film was a writer, uh, made this film called Heartbreak uh, Hotel, which had... uh, now, I always get the two mixed up. This is a Keith David and a David Keith. I think it's David Keith I'm thinking it's of. It's David Keith. David Keith. Thank you. The other one's the black guy, isn't he? That's yep. right. That's right. <laughs> so David Keith played Elvis in this film. And basically, it is proposing the idea that Elvis is kidnapped by this kid because his mother is a massive Elvis fan. And she, he wanted her to meet them, meet her. He doesn't really like Elvis because he thinks Elvis sold out when he went to Vegas, basically. But over the course of the film, he gets to know Elvis and basically they become friends. And then, of course, he releases him back. And it's a really cute, fun film. It's a comedy and it's a, it's a very enjoyable, fun ride that I haven't seen in many years. But I remember really enjoying it when I saw it on VHS way back when. It came out in the 80s. Um, 88. I have to do this for 80s bits. Yeah, no, it's well worth having a look at. It's a cute film. So that's my number one. Number Number five. No, sorry. That's that's my number five. My number five. Number five for Richard. Um, I I didn't know whether to include this one or not. And then I saw his name on the side of a truck on the way home. So I thought, that's got to be a sign. (laughs) Um, uh, Which is Socrates, Socrates, or as you probably know him, so crazy. He's almost on my list. (laughs) Dude, you know what? (laughs) Wait, wait. (laughs) <laughs> From Bill and Ted? All right, well, let's roll it together then, because that's my number five as well. Um, I I couldn't help but put this man on, because I don't know why, but he's just the most memorable character out of that entire film for me. It's just this concept of them just chilling out with uh, with Socrates, as they call him. Watch your robes okay. there, Socrates. 
that's one of the first ones I thought of because I thought historical figures out of time, Bill and Ted. So great. So, Dave. Yes. Oh, that's right. Both of you did that as, together, didn't you? So there you go. Yes, All right. No, my, my number four would be uh, Richard Nixon from The Watchmen. So, uh, so yeah. basically taking the concept where he stayed as president and they amended the law so he could continue being president uh, into the this fictional 80s of the Watchmen world, uh, which I thought was kind of an interesting idea using Richard Nixon, who, of course, in our timeline became one of the most hated presidents of all time. So I always thought that was kind of weird and fun. Mm. Okay, Richard, number four. Um, this this is uh, from uh, this is Xerxes basically from the movie Three Hundred. Oh, good choice, good choice. Because I don't think he was actually nine feet tall and was carried around by elephants. And, I don't uh, think he was. No, no, <laughs> probably not all the magic stuff that's in that film either. So you know, just uh, yeah. yeah. So I think that might have been a slight reinterpretation mm. of uh, the character. I, I agree, but I really love that film. <laughs> I, yeah. I've got a real soft spot for that film. I do, I really uh, do. I mean, you know, it's not as good as Sucker Punch, but, you know. <laughs> 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 Easy now. Whoa. <laughs> I'm joking after I, I kind of actually say that without joking. <laughs> uh, uh, Josh, you're number four. Okay, now, I, I didn't explain correctly uh, the way that my list works. These are all people that in their films are uh, historically uh, inaccurately portrayed uh, oh, okay. in any way. So there's some serious ones and some less serious ones on this, just so that you guys know. Uh, one of mine uh, is um, uh, Emperor... Uh, ah, God damn it, my phone just changed the uh, name of it. You've got to love autocorrect. Uh, <laughs> damn you, autocorrect. From... <laughs> uh, Emperor Commodus from uh, Gladiator, who uh, you know uh, w- was played by Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. Uh, you will all remember. Um, now, okay, fine, violent, dry, it, you know, being a drinking addict and all the sort of things, and being into his sister. I'm not sure about that stuff from uh, hi- history, but um, I do remember because I was hugely into uh, social studies when I was a kid. Um, the fact that uh, he did not kill his father. In fact, it was something really... The reason I remember this was because I was like, that is the shittiest way to go out ever. Um, Marcus Aurelius died of chicken pox. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of like uh, inaccuracies about uh, his character and uh, things like that. And, um, yeah, he was murdered in his bathtub, apparently, oh, according really? to historical things. So, yeah, there you go. And all I'm going to uh, say is, that is, are you not entertained? Anyway, <laughs> All right. All right. My number three. Oh, shit. My iPad just turned off. Hold on a second. Put in my code. There we go. Okay. My number three is uh, Howard Hughes in The Rocketeer. Oh, damn. Uh, I'm sure he never actually built a rocket pack (laughs) in real life. I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure he didn't. Uh, but uh, or if he did, someone died and he just covered it up. <laughs> history from that area is pretty hazy. We don't have records that go that far. No, no, we don't have any history from that no. time. Uh, but yeah, I thought Terry O'Quinn having playing uh, Howard Hughes was a lot of fun, and I was more inclined to believe him as Howard Hughes than I was Leonardo DiCaprio. But that's beside the point. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'd have to throw that in there. I thought DiCaprio was too young to play that part. Uh, but I really like Terry O'Queen in it, and there you go. There's my number three. Uh, Richard, number three. Uh, you who I'll make you famous is... <laughs> Nobody, oh my God. I was like, tweak, tweak, no, nothing. Oh no, I, I, I got the quote. I'm just trying to think who it is. It's, it's, it's Emilio Estevez is Billy the Kid. Oh, of course. <laughs> which, which was... Um, Young Guns. Wiki, 
the Wikipedia entry for the historical historical inaccuracy of that film is bigger than most Wikipedia entries. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> it's got here. It's got, like, for example, the guy that's his father figure in that film, shown as an old man. In fact, he was about twenty four when he died. You know, and there's all these sort of things that go throughout the, the the makeup of his gang, where he was killed. I mean, in Gun Guns too, they actually. Um, uh, I'm taking both films together because in Young Guns 2, they actually um, suppose that he survived right up until the early part of the 20th century and was there to tell some reporter his story about all of his further adventures that he had supposedly after he died. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then he, oh, that's the thing, he, he died, he killed himself off, he killed the legend off and then just like um, uh, um, Abraham Lincoln putting the axe away, just disappeared for a good 30, 40 years so he could tell his story to a random reporter. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what the funny thing about Young Gun is? <clears throat> Excuse me. The funny thing about Young Guns, I hated the first Young Guns, and I actually, and I actually, sacrilege. I know, I know. I was one of the very few people who did. I really didn't like it, but I really quite liked the second one, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what it was about the second one that I actually liked the second one more. I didn't particularly think either of them were were brilliant. It was the John Bon Jovi soundtrack. That's what it? it was. It was that whole. Uh, what was the uh, What was the song? It was the uh, Blaze of Glory. There you go. <laughs> Lord, I never drew first, but I drew first blood. I'm yeah. no one's son. He's a poet. Call me Young Gun. <laughs> He's a poet. All right, Josh, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is um, uh, one of those wonderful uh, Mel Gibson films, just as a hint to what else might be on my list um, of uh, historical inaccuracies, uh, which is uh, The Patriot. Uh, where his character, um, I, 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 again, one of these fascinating things that you read about where uh, he uh, didn't marry until after the war, which I thought was quite interesting. And, um, and in reality, Americans lost that battle, not won it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the really fascinating part. I had no idea the Patriot was actually based on a real person. <laughs> well, again, it, it's always based on a character. And it's like, again, something else that might be on my list um, where it's like, I don't give them crap for it. I give this one more crap than the other one that I have on my list. But um, I always do think that it's funny when we sort of take these movies about people in history and then just like just write a story which is way more interesting than what actually happened it's like well the character's not interestingly enough so let's just make it that he fought aliens <laughs> just show um, you that real life really is kind of boring <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right my number two uh is adolf hitler oh in inglorious bastards it's my number two as well. Oh, there you go. It's my two as well. Hey, it's a wow, triple it's, hitter. Yeah. How? I don't actually remember a time that's ever happened on our show. Three I think, at once. I think that's brilliant. Now, just for the next two, two minutes, people, it's spoilers open, all right? Because the, we can't talk about this without actually talking spoilers. Um, I don't think Hitler was killed in a theater. Right? He, he is dead, though, as far as we know. Well, he <laughs> is dead, but I just don't think he died in those circumstances. Right? I will agree with you on that. I I'm pretty sure he didn't die like that. I think it's I pretty know, well it's documented. It's kind of sketchy from the 1940s. It's, <laughs> no one's really heard of it. I am, man. <laughs> Second World War wasn't really well documented, no, so no. It's, it's, it's a bit of leeway there. I think Tarantino's sources are usually unquestionable. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I think we or, can uh, we can all agree that it was a fun way for him to go, and much more interesting than the way he actually did go. So, <laughs> so I reckon uh, history book should be rewritten to have him going out that way, <laughs> having his face blown <laughs> off with a machine gun. Yeah, why rather not? than in a bunker. <laughs> why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to a lightning round of number ones. And if anybody's got anything to add to Inglorious Bastards, no, no, that's okay. cool. Just that. All right, back Wait. out, back out of spoilers again. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, number one is my second incarnation of Elvis Presley, uh, which has got to be Bova Hotep. Yeah, <laughs> because and you said there was two. I knew that was the other one. <laughs> it had to be. It was actually the first one I thought of on this list. Put him straight at number one and said, "Let's build from there." <laughs> so this is Bruce Campbell's imp- uh, uh, interpretation of Elvis as an elderly man, basically in a scene in a seniors hospital, having to deal with an undead mummy. So <laughs> we could like, almost put in JFK for that same reason. I almost did. <laughs> <laughs> With the bag of sand in his head and the fact that he's a black man. (laughs) But uh, I thought, I will give Bruce Campbell his day. That's a fantastic rewriting of history. Mm. Uh, If you haven't seen Bubba Hotep, shame on you. All right, so Richard, number one. Uh, it's a very liberal interpretation of this this theme this week, but it's uh, Charles Charles Foster Kane, um, who was a, a a very thinly disguised version of William Randolph Hearst yeah. in, of course, Citizen Kane. Yeah, that, that, uh, yeah. I did ponder that, but I thought no, the fact that they didn't actually call him by name, I thought I can't I can't justify it. But I'm glad you did. <laughs> I justified it because yeah. it's my list, damn it. No, I'm glad you did because I think it deserves to be on the list. <laughs> I mean, again, it's a little film; no one's heard of it. Yeah, no, yeah. no one, no one's ever heard of Citizen Kane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh, finish us off. All right. Well, this one is uh, very close and dear to my heart because being a young man when it came out, um, I was still of, uh, still of a relatively gullible age and just believed that most of these films that spend lots of money and go into a period of time and tell a story were just telling the truth. And I got my heart broken over this film because the amount of historical inaccuracies in this film actually meant that uh, by the time I was finished being told all this stuff, it actually felt like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter to me because I was just so spellbound by Braveheart being so far away from what actually happened. Um, <laughs> just to give some people some of the things, the la- the girl that he uh, seduces, Isabella of France, uh, was actually three years old uh, during the time that he was alive. And, um, That's not to say he didn't seduce her. Oh. Yeah, and, and also, um, it, it, we're talking about King Edward II's wife, and King Edward III um, died when seven when uh, uh, William Wallace was seven years old. So ah, details, yeah. details. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it didn't stop it being a fun movie, but we've got to be honest; it's realistically kind of a little bit. All over the place, that one. Print the legend, kiddo. Print the legend. <laughs> what is it? The, the victors write the history. <laughs> yeah, but, but did that? He, like, seriously, in this one, just saying. <laughs> oh, actually, um, no, the victors, no, that's not, that's not what I want to say. I want to say uh, history is written by those who get to the press first. <laughs> <laughs> never, never let facts get in the way of a good story. Absolutely. Damn right. <laughs> uh, all right, boys, that's a great list. I liked all three interpretations of that, and I'm amazed that we all had the same number two i think that's fantastic 
That's cool. That's one for the history books. Yeah. <laughs> and here it is, three days ago when I proposed this list out, Richard actually texted me and goes, we can't do this list. We'll all have the same films. Ha! There you go, Richard. Well, we did for number two. Well, we did for I'm number so, two. I'm amazed by that still. <laughs> That's pretty Not awesome. Not only that we all chose Adolf Hitler from Inglorious Bastards, but we all put him in exactly the same spot. That's amazing to me. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. All right, guys. that's We're going to wrap this up. That feels like a show. What is that? <laughs> What? Oh, that was I, I forgot. That was, I forgot I have a microphone. <laughs> I was opening a packet of tissues. Oh, is that what that is? I thought you were like getting a mint out or something. It sounded like a bushfire there for a second. All right, agree. It's, it's my, it's my, it's my own personal. I'm doing radio old fashioned. Oh, style. cool. We need one of those clapper boards. Anyway, agree or disagree with us, or if you just have something to say, send your email to feedback at filmactually.com or drop us a voicemail at 0280113167. We also have a Skype ID, which is geek actually, all one word. And you can send your message. And if it's, if it's short and to the point and actually makes sense, we'll play it on the show. What the hell? Uh, get merchandise, join our fan page, follow us on Twitter, do all those wonderful things. Uh, and how can people find you guys? Richard. Um, well, they, they, they can go onto the internet to, to find me. I mean, they won't actually find me, but they'll find my works there. They'll find me under therealbits.com. That's the R-E-E-L bits.com. Um, or you can find me uh, on Twitter at DVD Bits. If anybody finds my gloves as well, I've, I've been missing them for about a week. And well, I really <laughs> like these gloves. It's been cold this week. And they're these really cool black Thermtech gloves I got in Japan. So if you can find them, that would be great. Thank you. And where, where was the last time you saw them? Oh... Uh, Probably in my coat pocket, and I hope they haven't fallen out. But if you if you find them and they're gloves, and you think, "Oh, these gloves are a bit cool," they're about the size of Richard's hands. They're probably mine. Okay, and you can send so, them our addresses on the website, so you can send them back in. <laughs> you, you, you can just email them to me if you could. That'd be great. Email them. <laughs> and no regular mail anymore. And Josh, how can people find you? Our roadlc.com is a gaming website. That's where you should go to find me. Cool. And. And also the internets, like Facebook and stuff. And stuff. Can I poke you there? <laughs> do, they still you have, can, do they still have a poke? You can. I don't know. If they, yeah, that's true. I've not actually looked at that function of Facebook. I, I don't even know what you do on Facebook anymore, this new timeline nonsense. Yeah. I hate this God, How old did I get? Getting old, Richard. <laughs> yeah, with your Facebooks and your pokes and your tweets and your follows. You Next should be trying to Pinterest me. You can... <laughs> You can find me at geekactually.com or on Twitter at David McVeigh. We should also pimp out our friends, the real junkies, R-E-E-L, junkies, at weekendronin.com or on iTunes. They're another podcast like us, but they drink tequila while they're doing it, so they're probably even more entertaining than us. Uh, and I should give a shout-out because we haven't done it for the last couple of weeks. Our cartoonist, Josh Spencer, for the fantastic cartoon artwork that goes on all of our cover arts. Uh, he is fantastic. Find him at Attack Ninja. At, yeah, start again. Attackninja.blogspot.com. It really is catching, isn't it? All right. <laughs> All right, we opened the show, as I said before, with a clip from The Lost Boys, and we are closing the show with a track from the score to Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter by Henry Jackman, so enjoy that. I don't think we've got anything more to add, do we, everybody? No? No. Ne- no. Okay, yeah. next week we'll be doing Cosmopolis, I believe. Uh, that That is subject to change. If but- I can fucking help it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I ain't watching the other one. Let's all go uh, see the people, campaign. Your other options, you can, you can do this by popular vote. Would you like Josh to see A... Cosmopolis, B, the campaign, or C, the Sapphires, an Australian musical comedy. 
Send your emails to feedback at filmactually.com, but we have to get them fast because we've got to make that choice. All right, so uh, that's it. That's a show. It smells like a show. It looks like a show. It wraps up like a show. It's good. All right, so go see more movies. You don't see enough movies, and all of those questions are answered in the movies. And guys, I'll see you again next week with whatever film we're going to review. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.